<clears throat> Thank you, Madam Chair. Um, the Confederated Tribe of Siletz Indians should be able to hunt, fish, and gather on their ancestral lands, just like all the other tribes, almost all the other tribes in Oregon and across the country. The Siletz tribe was stripped of their land and status in 1954 through the Western Oregon Termination Act. In 1980, the Siletz tribe was forced to give up their right to hunting and fishing on tribal land to restore their federal recognition. This restriction is called a consent decree. It's an unjust and racist policy that I believe needs to be changed immediately. My bipartisan bill, provides the legal ability for the Siletz tribe to renegotiate a hunting and fishing agreement with the Oregon Department of Fish and Wildlife. The Siletz tribe has worked in good faith with the other tribes in the region <clears throat> to avoid contested areas, which is reflected in this bill. Um, HR 2839 is about fairness. Siletz tribal members should be able to hunt, fish, trap, and gather like they have traditionally done for thousands of years they should be treated as other tribes are. Now, the Siletz is one of only two tribes in the entire country that was forced to give up a sovereign right in order to have federal status restored. The other tribe is the Confederated Tribes of the Grand Ronde community of Oregon. Um, while the Grand Ronde are here to discuss a separate issue today, I'm also an original co-sponsor of similar legislation to allow them to renegotiate their fishing and hunting rights with the state of Oregon as well. I'm hopeful that the senator from the state of Washington will engage in a real way so we can work together to help make sure that we can remove the consent degree for the Grand Ron as well and end Oregon's dubious distinction as the only state with tribes still bound by a consent decree. But today, we have an opportunity to remove the bondage of the consent decree from the Siletz Nation, and I am proud to sponsor this bill, and I urge the committee to support this important legislation. Thank you very much. I will now introduce our witnesses for our first panel. The Honorable Brian Newland, Assistant Secretary of Indian Affairs, the U.S. Department of Interior, Washington, D.C. Thank you for coming back. We appreciate you being here and the Honorable Melanie Ann Igorin, Assistant Secretary, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Washington, D.C. And Mr. Newland, I have not had a chance to review your testimony because we didn't get it until fairly late last night. So um, I will have a few questions for you, but we would appreciate getting that in just a little bit earlier so that we can make sure that we can engage in a very good discussion because I always enjoy when you're here and I learn a lot from you and I think that you're doing a great job. So thank you for being here. Um, let me remind the witnesses that under committee rules, they must limit their oral statements to five minutes, but their entire statement will appear in the hearing record. To begin your testimony, please press talk. Please, please press the talk button on the microphone, and we use timing lights. When you begin, the light will turn green, and when you have one minute left, the light will turn yellow, and at the end of five minutes, the light will turn red, and I will ask you to please complete your statements. I will also allow all witnesses on the panel to testify before member questioning. The chair now recognizes Assistant Secretary Brian Newland for five minutes. 